You're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Phil Better Inc. If you want to take your podcast to the next level, make sure you book your free 15-minute call with Phil Better, the podcast mogul, at www.philbetterinc.com. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and today I am pleased to have the CEO of SEO, Mr. Steve Weidman. Steve, please give us a quick introduction about yourself. Of course. Thanks for having me, Phil. Uh, so I'm a search engine optimization strategist. I've been doing this for about 22 years. I run a small group here in La Mirada, California of about nine employees. We work with a lot of multi-location brands like Applebee's and IHOP and Skechers and uh, some e-commerce, some just kind of brick and mortar trying to get uh, you know more traffic to their site from Google. I uh, also teach as an adjunct professor at uh, UC San Diego and at Cal State Fullerton. And I just published my first textbook through a company called Stukent, which is used by colleges and universities that want to um, basically use an online textbook. So now I'm a, a, an author, an adjunct professor, and a search nerd. <laughs> so Jesus. glad to be on the show and hoping to share as, as much as I can to provide as much value as I can. Well, I can already tell you I'm already going to be having like at least a dozen questions. Um, but more on the getting your textbook printed. That, that So again, another first here on the podcast, we have a uh, a professor, an adjunct professor who has just released their first book. We did have a professor earlier on in the season talking about um, the th- uh, the four P's, I believe, uh, the planet, the people, the prospects, and s- stuff like that, but more nice. customer service-based, uh, how that improves your, uh, your sales. But now we have someone who teaches SEO. Digital marketing. Digital marketing. I love it. And this podcast is a digital marketing uh, podcast because we talk with everybody in the digital world. So again, so thankful to have you on. Um, How did you get started in the world of SEO? You know, I was always kind of a computer nerd. I was playing Oregon Trail on the Apple IIe back when I was a little kid. And um, I I was in, yeah, yeah. And, And Odell Lake, remember that? So, uh, so I was always, always kind of nerding out on computers. And while I was in the military, um, you know, in, in the little bits of free time that I had, I started exploring this whole new internet thing. Um, started building websites for fun, just to share things I was learning. I was, you know, reading a lot of self-help books and um, Nightingale Conan. I'm like, I need to figure out a way to organize this. So I started creating websites to throw all that stuff on there, my notes. Um, I just really enjoyed it. Next thing I know, people are asking me to build websites for them. And, uh, and then that evolved into, hey, can you help me actually get business from my website? So it's not just a, you know, a, a name on a business card or a brochure. And so it, it just sort of evolved from, you know, being somebody who liked to build websites to somebody who helped to market those websites. And I uh, was so passionate about it during my, my time at IBM um, that uh, one day I had this epiphany and, and I'm moving files from what used to be uh, something that would go to print servers and printers like Xerox printers would would print these reports and ship them out. And my job was to profile them to allow the people who receive those reports to get them digitally. So I was using this program called Mobius View Direct, and I was you know creating files that were meant to go to batch printers, uh, batch jobs on printers to the internet. And I'm like, man, everybody's going to be online someday. Right around that time when I had that that idea. Um, I got a postcard from a, a technical school called Westwood 
that said, hey, how'd you like to get a degree in e-business management? And I was like the roadrunner. I was like, me, me, I was gone. And um, and yeah, and so my, my boss there at IBM paid for everybody's school except for mine, uh, which motivated me even more to get the hell out of there. And uh, as soon as I, yeah, what's that? That's so odd that he would pay, yeah. they, they would pay for everybody but you and you're doing Oh yeah because I was I was the guy that if if um if I wasn't in the position I was at uh, who would who would replace me you know I was I was so um entrepreneurial like coming up with new ideas and innovations and ways to save the company money that if I wasn't in that that role they wouldn't be able to to replace it so they're like hey if I sent you to college that would mean you're going to want a different role and I won't have anyone in that position so I'm like, yeah, well, that's selfish, and and I'm gonna pay for this myself. A um, little help from mom, and you know, we we were able to to get that degree and get the heck out. My first job was with a ticketing company uh, that was similar to Ticketmaster called Pacquiolan, where I actually got to do digital full time as a career, and that was exciting. But the whole time I was moonlighting, you know, doing websites and digital marketing, and you know, continuously developing my passion for it. And you can imagine in the 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 third year. Of, uh, of school and you're in an HTML class because you need to get enough credits. And, you know, you're like, hey, I've been doing HTML since, you know, the, the late 90s. <laughs> and here I am in 2004. Yeah. So so I was I was a little bit. Um, what's the word? Advanced. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had fun. You were showing I was showing off. off a lot. Yeah. And but but I was so helpful to the other students and to the, to the teachers that were there that um, a lot of them and some of the businesses I was helping at the time nominated me for this. Um, it was called the, the Career College Association Great Award, right? And um, I was one of five students to actually get to fly to New York. Um, I actually was in D.C. Um, and I got this big, uh, you know, sort of national career college award for giving back, not just, you know, being a good student, but giving back to other students and to faculty and to businesses. Meanwhile, working a full-time job at IBM and going to school full-time at night and having a wife that I was driving absolutely crazy with all the stuff going on. And um, yeah, it was, it was an exciting journey. And, you know, uh, eventually I, I picked up a fun job with Disney Parks and Resorts and I was running all of the Google ads and Bing ads and ask.com ads with Jeeves back in the day okay. uh, for Disneyland Commerce, Disneyland Marketing and Adventures by Disney. And uh, enjoyed that uh, a lot. Most of uh, the team, you know, ended up moving to Florida. Uh, I decided, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna try the agency thing for a few years. Worked for a few agencies. Said this agency thing is not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, we had a couple kids. Decided, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna work, um, you know, close to home and do some consulting and see if I can make it on my own. And that was in 2010. And I've never looked back. Eleven years later, you know, here I am. You know, still making it on my own, and now I've got an amazing group of of other digital marketing nerds to work with. Some exciting brands that we get to test the frontiers of SEO with, um, you know, and and a lot of just really fun experiences. So, you, there was a lot that you you mentioned in that uh, brief history of awesomeness. I have to say, um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, the biggest thing is you found a partner that was willing to put up with all your craziness. Now that is amazing. Um, I, I find that when I've been speaking with a lot of entrepreneurs and since I'm single, I, I look to these entrepreneurs who have relationships and how they make it work. And it's like an entrepreneur does a lot of stuff and their time is as you know, super valuable. Um, and the fact that family time is so important as well. 
and you're hustling over here. You're, you're like you said, you were working full time, 40 hours, at least at IBM, you were doing at least <laughs> 40 hours of school. That's 80 hours of work. Uh-huh. Plus then there's sleep. That's eight hours a day. That's another f- like 40 hours and freelancing, doing digital marketing and the freelancing. And then you have your wife who's kind of like, what about me? <laughs> and she was still willing to stay and put up with you. And now yep. uh, obviously her investment into you is probably paid dividends on dividends. Got when you're working for Disney, I have to know because I I'm, mm-hmm. I grew up a Disney kid. Love going to the Disney parks. Uh, we really we were just there last week celebrating our 21st anniversary. So we're at Disney World in Florida last week. Oh, congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. When you were working for Disney, did you get free access to the parks? Yeah, uh, we had a silver pass that allowed you to get yourself and several guests into the park just by basically walking in. And, and I, I loved it on Wednesdays when I didn't have to drive to Burbank. I could actually drive to Anaheim. and They had a desk for me there so I could work with the Disney marketing team uh, in Anaheim. And so at lunchtime, I do brand immersion in the park, you know? <laughs> sure you so, did. Sure you did. Yeah. So, Steve, what are you doing right now? I'm kind of on a ride. I'll, I'll uh, you know, call you back in a minute. You know, that was that was a fun way to enjoy your lunch to uh, to get to do some rides and explore the park. Yeah. Disney sounds like the ultimate uh, place for a kid. And the culture is amazing there. The corporate culture is just absolutely incredible. So full of creativity and life and humor. And, you know, it, it comes with the same stresses of timelines and uh, deadlines and, and policies as any other business does. But the the people who who make up the culture at Disney just make it uh, a joy. Um, doesn't pay very well, but the perks and you know the the peace of mind of you know working for an organization that values you um, and team members that that uh, are collaborative and creative and not um, non transparent uh, is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, from everything I've ever seen, because whenever there's something pops up on Disney, like Disney employees talk. And you're like, oh, this is where the dirt's coming out. Here's like how bad Disney really is. And then they're all talking about how wonderful Disney is. And you're like, I guess all those rumors about Disney being evil is not really true. <laughs> like the corporate side, maybe, you know, the, mm-hmm. the higher ups, they could be completely evil for all we know. But the everyday employee, the people who work there, the culture all have yeah. nothing positive to say. So I'm glad the CEO of SEO has the same opinion of uh, <laughs> Disney. And also the fact that I'm super jealous that you got people who work at Disney get the ultimate like free pass to go into ride Disney. And it must never got boring to be able to go on these. Like, you know, I, I grew up at the parks and like I said, my parents live across the street. So, you know, for us, it was, uh, you know, most kids go home, they do their homework at the kitchen table. A couple of days a week, I would go home and, um, run across the street with my my backpack and do my homework in Carnation Plaza and enjoy the ambiance and um, you know the atmosphere of the park and that was that was something I think that kind of spoiled me a bit uh, but but it was something that's always been you know in uh, a big part of our kind of our family history is is you know Disney. Well, yeah, no, um, yeah, that that is one heck of a way to spend and create the creativity because you're in this place that's full of happiness like it's the happiest place on earth it's claimed to right. be and you have all these creativity like you're you see s- stars from your movies just walking around you know you're, you're i saw michael jackson at disney at disneyland i was i was young and huge michael jackson fan my mom goes don't turn around i'm like why and i turned around and i'm like michael jackson it was so funny 
but yeah, uh, Corey Feldman, who I was also a big fan of as a kid, and um, yeah, you never know who's going to show up at one of those theme parks. But here's here's the paradigm shift: is you know, entrepreneurs were so you know uh, able to to pivot and adapt and change the things. I'm I'm this Disneyland kid who grew up in Anaheim, and uh, you know the the choice comes up of hey, do you want to you want to um, get a job and pay rent, or do you want to go to college and um, you know, and, and stay here. And I'm like, I think I want to join the the military like my grandpa did, you know, and then you, and then you, you choose a, a, a job based on what the recruiter recommends because you trust everybody because you live in this fantasy land world and you end up as an infantry soldier. So here you go from being this, this Hollywood Southern Orange County surfing Disneyland kid to now being on the ground, you know, under live fire and, and muddy trench holes and stuff. And you're like, what is going on? So that was that was a huge kind of growing up for me, but it, it really instilled a lot of, um, I don't want to use the word apathy, but the ability to say, you know what, I don't care, I'm just going to do it, as opposed to complaining. Like we would complain as a kid, you know, from Anaheim, I complain about everything and anything. Oh, it's not good enough. I got to wear this and I got to do that. And and the military teaches you none of that stuff matters. What matters is is getting the job done and and enjoying your life. And I thought that was um, such a huge mind shift from that that whole you know Disney you know kid mentality. And it it taught me the skills I needed to to jump right into the job you know to the workforce and just kick butt and not complain about it. Well, yeah, no, you you uh, it obviously set you up for success in the. Uh... In the yeah. corporate world. In yep. the corporate world, because I, I had to learn that in the corporate world, um, that it's not a fun w place to, to grow up. I'll tell you that. It's a very uh, cold place. Like, I would have rather grew up in the Disney and then jumped into the military, because at least there, you know, it's not too cold, because you, you, you create the, uh, the bond ship. You create great bonds, because I've had multiple entrepreneurs who were former military on the podcast, and they, they credit joining the military as one of the best experiences, one of the terrifying experiences mm -hmm. um, of their life, but it gave them the life lessons that yeah. helps them move forward and create amazing businesses. Just and as you show have. you what you're capable of, yeah. you know, and to show you that all those stupid things you're whining and complaining about that are setting you back are, are not even worth your time. You know, that's, that's the funny part. You know, so many people just, Hold themselves back from leaving the corporate world and being entrepreneurs uh, because of those fears. And if you if you just go for it, you know, you're not going to end up homeless if you've got drive. If you've got drive, people are going to see that. They're going to read into it. Clients are going to gravitate toward you. You're going to be successful, you know, because you don't have fear. You don't have things that, that hold you back. But uh, yeah, so I don't know if that's a takeaway, but hey, I thought we were talking about digital marketing today, Phil. We, I feel we, so we're bad. I'm all talking everything. about me. We're talking about everything, <laughs> but yeah, we'll jump into the digital marketing. Um, so uh, one of the things I was reading, wait, here it is. Okay. So you have a favorite success. This is one of the qu questions I love asking my entrepreneurs and yours just like crushed even harder. Um your favorite success you've had, it could be personal business. You put down a personal one of you helping your friends and families in the Philippines during the crisis last year. Can you maybe expand on that and maybe sure. uh, how you used your, your knowledge in SEO to maybe help as well, or what was going on there? Sure. Well, we, we work with a group down there called uh, DSV, and uh, DSV does a lot of 
of task work for us and our clients. We recommend them all the time. They're ran by uh, a girl named Deanna who runs a really tight ship over there. I know sometimes it can be um, when you're outsourcing anything, uh, the concern is you're just not going to get the quality that you're looking for. We finally found a group that that nailed it for us. And we've been working with individuals in the Philippines for years, but this is the first time we've been with a group now for what feels like close to two years. And, and so last year, uh, you know, a, a major uh, storm hit hit the uh, the area and they said, hey, we're, you know, we're going to need some generators because, you know, houses are flooded and, you know, we need to get this water out of their homes. The, the schools are all, you know, flooded and closed. We need to get uh, school supplies and, and some you know, teachers, some things that they need to be able to teach and students, some things they need to be able to keep learning. So, you know, we, you know, we threw as, as much as we could in to try to help, um, you know, support the teachers and the, and the students. And it was, it was just a fun experience. And I'll, I'll share the video with you after the, uh, the you, 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 you put it into the, uh, Oh, I did. Okay, cool. The so, links, uh, so yeah, that was, watch. that was amazing because we, we got to help, we, we got to help in a, a place where these, these kids, you know, had literally had to stop going to school. The teachers had nothing to teach with and the, the homes were just literally flooded with water. And so being able to, to do that, not, not just help the team, but help our team down there who are, um, you know, we're, we're like lifesavers to the, the, the surrounding community where they're at. That was amazing. And I, I love the video. They, they, you know, threw us some pictures and some clips and all of us over here were just uh, super emotional about it. And it was neat. And so anytime, anytime we see an opportunity, you know, where when there's those moments as a small business where we can afford to help, you know, we, we try to, you know, we helped uh, abolishslavery.org back in the day. We helped, uh, a group called Safe Passage out here in LA. And after doing a little bit of, of SEO work for them, uh, Tyra Banks dropped off a pallet of food at a home for, you know, uh, abused women and children. Um, we helped the, you know, the one of the hospitals, the children's hospitals, uh, where the children had, uh, you know, different uh, diseases and cancers and things. And we came in with, with all sorts of mittens and gloves and movies and fun things to try to cheer them up. So Whenever those opportunities present themselves, you know, and we've got the budget to to make a difference, you know, we've we've tried to to give back, and it's just it's fun. You, you get to meet some amazing people, help some, you know, and, and incredible you know individuals, and I don't know, it's just a great part of of being an entrepreneur. It gives you the flexibility to do that in the corporate environment. You're like, hey, boss, can we can we throw a thousand dollars down for such and such? Since I see you just wasted a thousand dollars on something we don't use, right? <laughs> And um, like, yeah, no, we don't have that. Our budget has to be allocated towards certain things. And you just, it just never happens. So being an entrepreneur gives you that flexibility. And, you know, at the end of the day, it makes you feel really good that you're, you're not just making money to, to try to get rich. You're making money to try to make a difference. Yeah, I, I'm seeing that a lot in the younger entrepreneurs coming out, um, yeah. starting either starting their own charity um, I know one entrepreneur, uh, uh, a YouTuber goes by the name Joe, Santia, Joe Santagato, who one day hopefully will be on the podcast, but <clears throat> that's in the future. He actually sure. just built his third water well in uh, oh, an cool. African uh, country. I, I, unfortunately, it's like escaping me. I saw it a few days ago, but he partners with his Santagato Studios where he, one, he helps, he, he, he admits it himself that he, uh, he feels like he does no work, so he has to do overwork. Um, he helps his friends create their own industry and business in that <clears throat> same way he does, but he also was like, I'm going to make help people 
in in less fortunate places because I have the opportunity, just like you're doing with what you did with the, in the Philippines, but also all the minor charities because you come from the con uh, the the, uh, the, 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 the I just lost the word. Yeah. It's a but I get it. I get it completely. And and the the feeling when you actually get to see the pictures and the videos to know what you're doing um, is making a difference. Isn't just like, okay, I'm going to donate to the veterans organization because I'm a veteran and I want to help other veterans. Okay, that's okay, but you don't get to see the fruits of that. And, um, you know, when those opportunities come up where you actually do get to help a real person, um, you know, and then they send you these pictures, like you did this, you helped these people and they all wanted to thank you and they put up a big sign that says thank you and you're just like, oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, oh, such a great feeling. I can't wait for that to happen for me. Just have that, that, that moment of just being a, better person if you will of make finally seeing like yes i've helped i've i've helped hundreds of people with getting money for their podcasting through my business yeah. but helping people like at a dis considered disadvantage if you will yeah. have something like you you helped with the uh, generators to clean out the the schools or legal stuff yeah. to help them there so, or the, the the paper for schooling and that so like seeing that direct impact because when you donate to a charity it's like you don't know if it's going to the CEO's fund or paying someone's bill or it's actually going to the people they're helping. So I, 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 I'm looking forward to that. Um, but you did have a lesson from failure that I want to touch on, sure. um, which I think is very important for entrepreneurs to know um, is don't let the CEO make financial decisions. Can you explain? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I am a happened? digital marketer. I am not a, a finance advisor. I didn't go to school for business finance. In fact, I didn't even go to school for a business degree. I went for an e-business degree to learn how to how to build, you know, uh, websites, how to run web servers, how to do, uh, you know, uh, design and, and work with databases, how to work with Apache and 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 Windows. And and so so for me in a, a position where it's like, okay, you have to make financial decisions. You've got to make sure you're paying salaries. You can't just, hey, you made a bunch of money from this new account. You can't go and, and blow it on marketing because you've got salaries to have to cover and expenses and office fees. And so it was a, it was a huge, huge learning for me. And uh, there were points where we had to take business loans. There were points where um, we had to do like, like cash ad advances and stuff because we had no idea what we were doing. Um, over time, we learned. We learned how to put some money away. We learned how to make sure that you have other streams of income coming in beyond just the client services side from affiliate marketing and training courses and things that can help generate enough money to cover salaries if and when a client decides they can't pay their bill. So, um, so yeah, it was a, it was a huge life lesson for us. And, you know, and I'm glad we didn't take the, the offers, you know, when the offers came in saying, Hey, I see you're struggling a bit. We can come in and buy you out. Well, you know, then what are you now? It's no longer, you know, it's no longer your company. It's someone else's company. And, and, you're constrained by what their vision is, um, and you'll never have the ability to to really see what you're capable of or what you can do. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think that was a huge, huge learning for us. You know, it, it there were months where you know I had to to not take a salary and uh, make sure that everybody else got paid. You know, there were there were months where I had to to borrow money from family. You know, in the earlier days, you know, even back in she's 2015, 16, five years ago. You know, where I'd have to say. Hey mom, you know, I got a mixed salary and this client didn't pay their bill. Um, and you know, and then they were always there for you. Um, so I was lucky to have those, but a lot of entrepreneurs don't. And 
the, the advice that I have for them is stockpile. Make sure there's money sitting away that's there for emergencies to cover at least three to six months of what your, your operating costs and salaries are. And if you've got that, anything surplus from that, use that for marketing, use that for investment, um, use that for, you know, whatever, you know, new things that you need, but don't, don't spend until you've got that money put aside um, and, you know, avoid the loans because that's, you know, that puts you into even more of, of a debt and business loans. Sometimes if you look at the numbers on them, you're paying, you know, so much interest that it's just a waste of money. Don't throw that money away. Just stockpile for a while, um, you know, and borrow from yourself, not, and not pay any interest. There you go. That's some great advice right there um, yeah. from someone who went through the struggles himself. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> yeah, there were days. There were days I went home and I was just so. You're trying to be motivating to your team. You're trying to be the 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 leader and uh, and be inspirational, right? And you're trying to be innovative, and yet you've got this huge weight on your shoulders of Oh my God, am I going to be able to pay my bills? It it's a very it's probably the most scary part of being an entrepreneur is not being able to pay your bills and you know there there are tools and and ways and uh, there's a tool called Funbox that we love fun f-u-n-d-b-o-x and we get up to fifty thousand dollars of capital so if and when a client doesn't pay their bills uh, or on time we can borrow from this fun box pay it back before the first payments due, and not pay any interest so it's, it's just a really great tool to give you an emergency surplus if you don't have that backup. Um, but, uh, but I don't want it to, I don't want it to um, scare folks away from becoming entrepreneurs, but I do, I do recall that being the most scary part of my entrepreneur journey is just you know, that moment of, oh my God, the client didn't pay. How am I going to pay all these people? Yeah, no, I think I think it's a, a moment that all entrepreneurs go through. If you don't have that struggling moment where you're like tightening the belt every like it's just getting tighter and tighter and then all of a sudden you get that whale or you get that release that comes in of a client that just buys this extra you sold the client on something a little extra, so you get that look I can breathe. Yep. I, I don't have to eat ramen anymore, you know, I can go to spaghetti this time, you know, I can upgrade yep. my, my meal. Um so that that is that is interesting. This fun box I never heard of, so that I'm going to be interested in uh, taking a look out of. Um, I kind of want to move more into your domain, the SEO, because sure. I'm always interested in that. And I know I, a little about that stuff. You, yeah. you, 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 have a, you have a dabbling in uh, the world of SEO, but you also have a podcast, if I'm not mistaken. I do. We, we, we started one just to kind of see if we could um, have a way or a means to share some, some really good content around what we do to talk to other experts. Um, to solve problems that other experts have in, in you know, and, and other entrepreneurs have in digital marketing. So we called it Unbottlenecked. The idea is to unbottleneck your digital marketing problems. Like, what what is the problem? Is it analytics? Is it content writing? Is it uh, performing a technical SEO audit? You know, what what are the bottlenecks keeping you from being successful with your digital marketing? And so we we've been bringing on guests to talk through, you know, some of those pain points and get a little bit of of context on. Uh, what worked, what doesn't work, and strategies and tips, and it's been fun. I I, I need to work on making it a little bit shorter because I'm I'm such a nerd with this content that we'll talk for like an hour and a half sometimes. Uh, but I want to try to get it down to like 30 minutes so we get just sort of the uh, enough to to give the listener what they're looking for without overwhelming them or making them listen for an hour and a half. You know, I don't want to be a Joe Rogan, right? But uh, I definitely want to provide as much value in a you know very short time span as I can. 
Oh, I, I, I get it. I, I, I have a, I'm starting a podcast just on podcasting. Like, talking that's about awesome. Podcasting. Yeah. So I, I, I run at least. That's so meta. Yeah. It's, it's so through this podcast series that I'm doing, I started the in, investing yourself, the digital entrepreneur, entrepreneur podcast, because Love I it. wanted to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Cause in my whole life, never had any entrepreneurs. Looking back, I realized I had a lot of entrepreneurs. I just didn't know what an entrepreneur was. Yeah. Like it's a business owner, someone who starts their own business. That's an entrepreneur, someone who sells a service. That's an entrepreneur. Like artists are entrepreneurs because they're building their own business. I yeah. just never realized that because for me, an entrepreneur was like a Gary Vee, someone's uber successful. Uh -huh. And so I never had any of those uber successful people in my life. And then as I've been interviewing, this is, uh, we're finishing up season four. You're actually final guest of season four. The CEO of SEO is uh, right. closing out the season. So that's great. And, we would have been finished uh, a couple of weeks ago, but we had the uh, you had the um, situation emergency, which fully understandable. You're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner. This is extra yeah. on top of your daily life, so that's why I like to keep everything concise. Yeah, between teaching nine classes, trying to meet textbook deadlines, and managing two of the largest restaurant franchises as SEO strategy, I do have a ridiculous schedule, but yeah, you, I love you, it. You, I love it though because it, it's so rewarding. You know, at the end of the day, I get to go home and go, wow. I can't believe what I got accomplished today. And it's just, just a great feeling. It really is. I can only imagine. Um, I want to know, have you seen any positive impact from podcasting helping your SEO? Or helping yeah, SEO? yeah, actually quite a bit. And in some cases, you know, we, uh, we get mentioned uh, uh, with words that align with kind of some of the words that we'd like to appear for. I'm seeing myself show up now for a lot more like multi-location SEO expert and things that um, that I put in my my bio that get mentioned on those podcast shows. I sometimes we get links from them, which you know benefit your search engine optimization. When we think about SEO, right? Those those three areas: your your on page, you know, and and your off page, and then the user behavior signals of what search engines see. So the podcast part's great because it it gives you a little bit of all of that, right? It gives you some some on page on someone else's site that um, you know that Google is going to crawl and look for words that correspond to your name. Uh, there's there's the off-page side of it where hopefully you get some links back to your site. Um, and then there's that user behavior signal. When people are doing searches for us now, uh, if you search for my name, you'll actually see a lot of the podcast recordings that I'm on with little video thumbnails and so forth. So I'm, I'm getting more of that universal search saturation and more of the real estate in search results by doing podcasts as opposed to just, you know, your, your blue links and black text. So it's it's been a huge... Um, you know, part of our, our overall digital marketing is, you know, trying to contribute to podcasts and likewise doing our own podcast to, you know, to uh, put some great content out there. Yeah, I love it. Um, th that's why I love podcasts. I love talking to people because one, I get get more knowledge because I have zero knowledge in SEO. I know podcasting helps because I've been reading. I, I, I live in the world of podcasting, just like you live in the world of SEO. But mm -hmm. Google's now, you know, Google's uh, take, learning how to listen, which is insane. It's learning to listen, so they're 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 uh, they have the Google. They're trying to understand, yeah, intent, not um, trying to match your keyword with a keyword that's used in a title tag, which is fantastic. This is what we want. We want Google to understand what we need, regardless of what words we used when we searched. So I think it's I think it's a, a fantastic evolution of of search results, and I hope that you know all the other search engines follow suit. 
generally they do uh, with what Google does because Google owns the internet. Google and Facebook are pretty much Google's, Google, Amazon, and Facebook own the internet at this moment. So um, what they do kind of sets up the rest of the world. Um, yeah. But so I, I'm glad to see that you've been seeing positive aspects of podcasting because that reassures me and then I can reassure my clients that yes, it does actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, here, um, what. Uh, ah, here, lesson you want to impart, because we are coming to the end of the episode, and I don't, I, yeah. I don't want to take too much more of your time, because you do have a crazy busy schedule, so <laughs> get that taken care of. Um, no what is a lesson you would want to impart on my listeners? Um, well, let's see. I guess two, right? Lesson one around entrepreneurship. Um, I would say have have a really good plan. Talk to somebody who who... Um, specializes in in business plans and marketing plans, and sit down and and really design out, um, you know, what you're going to be doing over the next three to five years. That first year is going to fly by. So, you know, really get that three to five year plan written out, timeline. Who's going to do what? How much is it going to cost? What am I going to need? Get that plan together and and stick to it. I know it can be really tempting when you get that big account to want to go blow some money. Don't stash it. Uh, I promise it'll pay off in the end and you can, you know, take the next one that you get and have some fun with it. Take that first one, stash it away on the, the SEO side of things. I would say um, if, if you haven't already taken a, a course in SEO, uh, maybe start there. Maybe start by um, looking at, at some of the different courses that are available. I know distilled has a great course. Yoast has a great course. Um, I teach a course at Cal state Fullerton and I've made a version of it, a very similar version of it at, uh, academyofsearch.com and in fact if you're if your listeners are interested phil um they can get free access to that course just use code seo steve my little handle um you know and if they want to use that they'll get it's like a 600 hundred dollar program and they'll get free access to it it's called academyofsearch.com um and i'm more than happy to share that course we're going to be uh, evolving it you know over the, the next few months since google's made some recent updates um and but that promo code will stay you know, forever. So please uh, enjoy, learn, you know, the, the different disciplines of search from technical to content to off-page, local SEO, e-commerce SEO, all of those different um, lessons are uh, available if your listeners are interested. Well, I can already tell you, I already, uh, when you filled out the form before we met, I, I went on and I used it. Uh, cool. It's a great anything that's free that can help me better my business, but also help uh, my clients better their business. Yep. It is a golden opportunity and it is so valuable. I've already learned so much from it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a checklist guy too, Phil. So I've, I've packed that thing full of our templates that we use for our own clients, as well as, you know, all the checklists that you need for each of those different areas of search. So uh, if you're a checklist guy like I am, you'll, you'll love that. Excellent. Uh, yeah, it's a great service. Do check it out. Uh, I did a, I, I haven't dove deeply into it. I've done kind of one piece from here and there of it, but it's like you said, the checklists are, uh, checklists are amazing. The templates are even better because it just goes, okay, I can start here. I can edit here, post there and make it a little better, better for myself. Do your own audits. How about that? Don't, don't pay $20,000 to a consultancy when you can do your own audit for free. And also it, if you have a something I've learned, if you have at least a base knowledge on a subject, when you go do get to a point where it's going to be too, it costs more more money for you to do it yourself than paying someone. You already know the basic of it, so you know you're not getting. You know when you're someone's charging twenty four hundred dollars or ten thousand dollars, you're like, I know what I should be getting for this price point, and if they're not delivering, you know. 
this is not worth my while. So, so important to, to know the what, even if you don't know the how, for sure. Um, so, Steve, I'm going to ask you your or the, the penultimate question. Uh, okay. What is the ultimate goal in your life? Like for Steve, if I snap my fingers, we're at the pearly gates, we're at whatever type of deity you believe in. Uh-huh. Um, it's the end of your life. Have you reached a goal? What was that goal you wanted to reach? I think I think for me, you know, as my kids graduate over the next couple of years from high school and, and my wife and I, you know, start planning our, our next phase of our life. For me, it's it's about kind of being that digital nomad. I think I want to pack up the laptop and you know spend some time traveling the world with my wife a little bit. And, um, you know, I think that to me, discovering new places, new people, new cultures, new tastes, um, new sounds, new smells, new festivals of the world. Uh, for me, that's that's really what's what's next on my list, I think. And uh, something I'm excited about. Oh, I'm excited to read up on you creating a travel journal and living the digital nomad, the Steve Wiseman. That's going to be great. We'll see. CEO (laughs) of digital lifestyle. I love it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Phil, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for letting me share a little bit of my experience as an entrepreneur and, um, you know, a little bit of of background on uh, some SEO points, I think, that might help people. some free training for people who, who didn't get as much SEO content as they wanted. And like I said, you could use that uh, Academy of Search or you could tag me on social. I'm SEO Steve everywhere. Yes, excellent. Uh, just before we jump out, Steve, one book you would suggest either for learning more about SEO or to be a better entrepreneur? Read read my textbook. There it's uh, SEO, SEO Strategies and Skills, available through Stukent, S-T-U-K-E-N-T. Uh, go to Stukent, look for SEO, and uh, grab my textbook. Uh, but no, uh, seriously, the, the, some of the books that I like to to read that I've used in the past include The Art of SEO. Uh, Rand Fishkin played a role in that one. And then one of my favorites that my boss at Disney gave me back in the day that, that's been updated over the years is by Bill Hunt. Uh, and that's just Search Engine Marketing, Inc. Uh, that was a really good foundational book on all of the different areas of SEO to pay attention to. And Bill Hunt's just a, he's just a genius. So. Excellent. Of course... Your book will be linked in the show notes down below. I'll do that. Oh, thank you. Because it is worthwhile. Uh, the links to the Academy of Search will be there, as well as all the links to follow Steve, either his personal stuff or the business as well, because it's worthwhile to be following these uh, entrepreneurs because they are experts. Um, Steve, I'm going to, you already pretty much sold everywhere we can find you. So <laughs> uh, I'm not going to give you, usually I give the last five minutes, but you already did that, preempted me. Well done, podcaster. Um, <laughs> Steve, I want to thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking with you, learning about your your entrepreneurial journey, your SEO knowledge. I'm looking forward to having you back uh, again maybe next year on the podcast. Anytime. See where you are. Um, thank you so much. Uh, any final words you want to leave my my audience? You know, just don't, don't be scared to leave your corporate job to be an entrepreneur. It was so worth it. I'll never look back. If you need help, if you need guidance, if you need someone to, to be a second set of ears for you, um, you know how to find me on social. I love helping people. So take that take that step. Um, I'm, I'm your wingman. You know, count on me. And hopefully, uh, hopefully together we can get you out of the, the corporate world and being a successful entrepreneur. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thanks to my wonderful guest, Steve Weidman of, uh, oops. Weidman. Weidman, sorry. <laughs> Weidman. Um, I I can't thank you enough, sir, for being a guest, and I wish you a pleasant day. And to my audience, remember to invest in yourself. 
Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I want to thank you for your support. It means so much. If you're looking to launch your podcast, I have the ultimate seven steps to launch a successful podcast. I wrote it, in my, wrote it myself. So if you're interested, send me an email at book at feelbetterinc.com and I will send you the link where you can get it. It's only $7.99 and your support would mean so much. So I thank you so much and let's go and thank you so much. Your support is... Fuck me, call this best. Hey guys, I want to thank you so much for continuing to listen to the podcast. Uh, your support means everything to me. If you would like to know how I launched multiple podcasts in only seven steps, make sure you send me an email. The email address is book at feelbetterinc.com. Again, that is a book. B-O-O-K at feelbetterinc.com. When you send me the email, you'll get a link to buy the book. I can't wait for you guys to read it and let me know what you think. So have a great day.